Kia ora and good Norman from Today Radio, Let's Talk Sport, Studio 4, Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. Anton's with me tonight, episode 168, big man. Yep, 25th show. Hobbled your way in once again, but you're looking better. Thank you. you, Are you feeling better? I'm feeling amazing. I'm I'm almost there. I think uh, I've got another two weeks with the, the bionic leg brace. And then, uh, and then I'm free because uh, I'm sick of having to wear this in bed. It is no fun. Um, but uh, yeah, no, recovery is going very well indeed. Better than expected, according to the physios. So, um, so you got your shorts on. It's not. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's not, not exactly that warm. It's, it is. Um, it's, the, it's the conundrum. You can't really put it over because it slips off, and you can't really fit it under. So you've just got to wear shorts and deal with the cold. So are they little lion shorts you've got on? No, or are they? these are these are Swansea's, shout out Swansea Uplands. These yeah. are Swansea Uplands shorts that I got in uh, my last season before I left. Very good. Yeah. Have you put on your, your tracky bottoms at all since you've had the uh, injury or has it only been shorts? And it's been mo- mo- uh, mostly shorts, yeah. I think on that day of oh, there was ice that we came in a few weeks ago, that icy, that icy Wednesday. Oh, that was with also- the other brace. That was with the big brace. I could get that over the, the trousers all right, but the, the bionic legs, are, it's a bit a bit different. Uh, nothing like getting them out. It is Wednesday, the 7th of February. As I mentioned, it is episode 168, so we will have a few um, oh, barnstorming facts about uh, 168. Um, we are very fortunate to have uh, Susie and Amber, who are both the well, vice president and president of Roller Derby. So tonight's going to be pretty lucky, mate, because we are going to be talking derby, you know? Like, we and... <laughs> What a night for it! Wednesday night, midweek, one week ahead of Valentine's Day as well. I might, um, I, I might add. Is that right? Seventh, fourteenth, yeah. Yep. Yep. Next week, got any big plans? I'll be on a date with you back here in the oh, studio, big man. That's what I love. <laughs> spreading, <there>. spreading, <laughs> the, spreading the the love. Um, Susie, let's tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, not what brought you to to Luxembourg, because I'm guessing you were born here in Luxembourg, but. Let's tell us a little about how you got into uh, roller derby. Um, so I started roller derby in the States. I had a co-worker who uh, did roller derby and she talked about it all the time. And then she asked me if I want to join or come to practice. And yeah, that's how it started. You, you, you got I, the bug. Yeah. And then I played in the, in the States for a little bit and then... We moved to the UK and then I played there for a little bit. And then when I moved back to Luxembourg, I um, heard that they have a team too. And I was super excited about it. And I started right away. And yeah. So you didn't know ro- of roller derby before you went to the US? No. <laughs> but was roller derby existing before you went? Well, I mean, what did they, was the sport, was the, the, the ASBL, was it set up before you left? Or when did it, when did it 
uh, so the roller derby Luxembourg started yeah. in 2012. Mm -hmm. I left in. 13 so yeah it, but i did Just not know about know of it, it. Yeah. know about it yeah and amber from london mate yes <laughs> what, what, what about yourself when did you come to luxembourg uh so i came about a year and a half ago and i've been playing roller derby now for about eight years oh so you're a london roller derby well i was living outside london so i was playing um for buckinghamshire when i was living there so i used to play for a team called big bucks high rollers um, and I was kind of co-captain for a while and like similar to Susie we actually both came to Luxembourg about the same time and I was just really excited that there was a team that I could join mm. and get involved with cool cool how many people are playing roller derby or how many people have we ever have, have we got that are on skates at the at the at the moment not very many so we're really like trying to get a recruitment drive about six or seven people at the moment and really we need like at least kind of 13 to be going and playing competitive games exactly because i believe you got you need a little bit of a bench because there's a few yeah. bumps and bruises a little bit of pushing and shoving on on wheels from what i've seen I did, and did, did my research apparently full contact sport so full contact yeah. sport so, uh, yep. yeah, very, there we very, go. Very interesting, very confrontational indeed. I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, ab ab absolutely. I'm more interested, and we're going to get, talk about on the show some of the names. There's some really, they have really cool names for the teams and, and uniforms as well. It's not, they're certainly not conservative in what they wear, that's for sure. Well, you have to tell me. What I did learn, though, is um, yesterday, in, in fact, is that it originated in the 1930s where there was more this this trend to go out on. Roller skates, yeah, roller, roller skates, and do these kind of like marathons, wouldn't they? They would just go out and roll the streets. And it wasn't until the 1940s that this like professional league, league, professional association, I'm not sure what you call it, league, um, founded in, um, was it Ch Chicago, wasn't it, where it, where it all kicked off? And then the music came with it, and then sport or entertainment, it's certainly entertaining. Yeah, it started off really kind of almost like some wrestling, more of a show, you know, and it's only really, it's kind of had a revival in the last 20 years where it's kind of moved from just just a show to really like a competitive sport. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. I look forward to uh, learning more about of it, uh, about it rather. Um, big fella, straight into it, 168. What is, yep. what is 168 so, and the significance of sport? We are episode 168, and so first one we've got is the, the world's longest cricket marathon, is uh, the world uh, record for the longest time continuously playing a game of cricket between two teams. So it was uh, held in uh, Blunham Cricket Club from uh, Bedfordshire in England. So it was in 2018, the club broke the world record for playing for... Um, 168 hours. That is a long time. That's that a is long, a long time. That's more. That's longer than a five-day test. That's, lo that's longer than a five-day. How many it? days is 168 hours? Ooh, <laughs> I haven't got a clue. So. <laughs> but, It'd be like seven, 24, be like seven days or eight days. That is too long to be playing a sport yeah, for. I have to get my calculator out for that one. But that's, uh, that's a long time. Well, cricket can take five days and there's nothing wrong with a five-day five day cricket. You're from um, London, Amber. You've been, to, um, you've been to the Oval or closer to probably, you're saying you're a bit more from south of south of London. Was that right? I, I think so I what's the Oval? The Oval's the closer one, is it? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit from where I'm from. Lords is in the, Lords is in the, in the north, isn't it? So have you, have you had a day at the cricket? 
uh, an evening, certainly like a 2020 oh, like, cool. evening out. Yeah, my husband's a big uh, cricket fan. Used to play for Luxembourg when he was a. Oh, we should get him on. Okay, here we <laughs> go. Be the next guest. That was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, next up, we've okay. Caveat: It's not quite one six eight, but we thought we'd bang it in anyway because it is topical. It is 169 days until the uh, Paris Olympics kicks off. So that would be the closest, that's basically the closest number we, that we would we, get to yeah. be having a, sh- a live, yeah. live show. So not 168, 169. That's, 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 that's impressive. That's close enough. So 169 day, uh, 69 days out from the Olympics. What, uh, what sport are you looking forward to watch uh, the most, Anton? Sevens. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's a, wait, there's a few there's a few that uh, the sort it of, took 13 minutes before we bought in rugby yeah well had to be done sorry <laughs> sorry listeners we're back no yeah look um, obviously as a, as a rugby fan I'm going to be interested in the rugby sevens it's also just it's fun sport to watch like even if you're not necessarily a rugby fan it's what it's fast big powerful athletes running into each other for 14 minutes straight it's it's pretty a bit, a bit like roller derby, yeah, really. To and be honest, look, and they're they're good looking blokes as well. So you know, there's something for the whole family. You know, <laughs> they are <laughs> they are in roller derby as well as we can as we can see. Um, more on one six eight in sport in December of two thousand and twenty three. So only uh, just recently was the Abu Dhabi um, marathon, um, which was run by Bridget Kozegi, and she who set the new woman's record of two hours and 19. But within that race, it was actually 168 different nationalities. Obviously we can, we can be impressed by that. Luxembourg, we've got many nationalities. I don't know how many we've got, but we've certainly I, got a lot, I but did. to have 168 different nationalities running in a, a marathon is, um, is rather impressive. What do you got there? I've um, so I actually was reading through the the notes as I do as a, a professional of the show, and um, <laughs> I saw that, and I was uh, I remembered my mum did a quiz about the uh, the commune we live in in Niederanven, and she asked how many nationalities are in the Niederanven commune. Now I thought oh, it'd be loads, it'd be whatever. Um, how many do you think? How many nationalities do you think in the Niederanven commune? I would go as far to say fifty. 93 as wow. of uh, the f- of January 2024. 93. That's impressive. That is good old Luxembourg at its yeah. finest, isn't it? I mean, we look around, we just look at in the, in the, in the, in the teams. What different nationalities have, are there in, uh, in your squad of, what do you say, seven or eight at the moment? I feel I'm rather unqualified for knowing what, where everyone's from. Definitely French, but... Um, uh, French, well, we've got, we, we got, Eng- we got British, England, we've got British, British... Luxembourgish, English, uh, Michelle, is she Portugal? Is she Portugal or it- Italian? Can't remember. I had to have a look at the name on my phone when she called She's the other Portugal. week. Portugal. Yeah, Portugal. And what else? I think mm, one is from Germany. One might be from Brazil. Okay, Ooh, a fairly yeah. mixed bag. A, a mixed bag. International. Have you got? Have you got two people from the same? No, I don't. There we go. Perfect. So. <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of everything. Staying on one six eight. The most seasons played in the NBA by a player that's listed shorter than five foot six, which is one hundred and sixty eight centimeters or shorter, was fourteen seasons by Muggsy Bogues, who played from nineteen eighty seven to two thousand and one. So Muggsy Bogues only one sixty eight in basketball. That's um. 
That is. It's going to be a challenge, isn't it? For all the, the short kings out there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He played for Washington Bullets in '87 and '88. Then moved to uh, Hornets in '88 to '97. Played for the Golden State Warriors '97 to '99, and then finished with the Raptors through to um, 2001. Have you got anything there on sport and the history in the world we today? Do. Being the seventh of February. 2024, yep. what happened in sport in this So, in, going back a while, in 1882, we got the last uh, bare-knuckle champion, John L. Sullivan, uh, KO'd Paddy Ryan in Mississippi. Bare-knuckle boxing. Yuck. That is, that's brutal. That's what, yeah. That's, yeah, no, it's not, it's, it's not for me. UFC yeah. not even for, uh, for We like contact sport. But no, yeah, so that's basically just but a like, bar fight I like boxing. Point. I like boxing. But bare knuckle fight, it's yeah. like out in a barn. That's like at the back behind yeah. the caravans. It's not. I'm not up for that. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, two years later, in 1884, this surprised me actually. The Canadian uh, Rugby Football Union was formed. When did you think it was formed? <laughs> like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. To be honest, I thought it would be somewhere pff, 1950s or 1960s. I didn't think it was um, what's that? 140 years old to this day. That's um, it's that's quite quite long, quite yeah. a lot longer than I thought it would be, but um, good on them. Yeah. Um, in more recently in 1995, we had uh, last day of Test cricket for Graham, uh, Gooch and Mike Gatton. Yeah, two legends of the game played for uh, played for England. Absolutely. Yeah. When, when I grew up watching cricket, they were they were kind of the guys yeah. that we that, that that I certainly looked up to. Um, closer to this time, 2023 on this day, LeBron James, he scored 38 points to become NBA's all-time leading um, point scorer. Um, the Lakers actually went down on the day by three to uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and obviously uh, LeBron passed uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's uh, career record. A good bit of interesting one for you on this day, because we're coming close to, we're coming around the Super Bowl. Must be any moment now. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got a few um, 2001 facts on this day. And in 2001, Sarah Thomas became the first woman to referee a Super Bowl. There we go. Because we're just talking recently about oh, a woman was refereeing, was it Premier League or rugby? Um, probably both, actually. There's only I know, recently I that. Know, it- I know there's definitely a female ref in rugby who's, I think, recently she covered. She'd done sort of um, sevens. She'd done the Women's World Cup final. She'd done a men's international. Like, she's just ticking all the boxes. I think the only one she's not done yet has gone to a men's World Cup um, and obviously a men's World Cup final. Yeah, it's pretty, but, but, I, think yeah. It's, I think it's pretty cool. Two thousand. It's done in 2001 Super Bowl. Raymond James, at the Raymond James Stadium, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dominated defending champions Kansas City Chiefs 31-39. Uh, to 39. And it was MVP Tom Brady, um, and he actually got his record seventh uh, Super Bowl victory in 2001. And not only that, in 2001, The weekend became the first Canadian <coughs> solo artist to headline the Super Bowl <coughs> halftime show ever. 2021. 2021. I thought maybe Justin Bieber might have been before him. But um, he could have done. Could have done. I guess Let's not. Say, I guess not. So why not play a little bit of... Oh, he 
Well, you caught me off guard. Absolutely perfect. The weekend. <laughs> there we go. What, 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 what do you know? What do you know? And uh, what about on birthdays? Who have we got on the birthday? This so we have got British sailor, uh, four-time Olympic champion and CEO and skipper of America's uh, Cup. <coughs> um, ben Ainsley. Ben Ainsley, yeah. Uh, 1977 he was born, so happy birthday, Ben. Yeah. Came timely. I put on my um, my, my Team New Zealand uh, shirt on today. My good friend John Sutherland went down there and bought me, so I'm preparing myself for the America's Cup Exciting this year, su- supporting Team New Zealand, obviously. So, surprise, uh, surprise. So all, um, all, in, um, all, all in black. We've um, got um, also birthday wise. We've got three three footballers. Actually, fairly busy for footballers. Big name players. We've got Neymar, uh, obviously Brazilian uh, football player. We've got Carlos Tevez, Argentinian footballer, and we have uh, CR seven, Cristiano Ronaldo, Portuguese football legend. Uh, all birthdays today. That's a fairly fairly busy day. A fairly busy day for yeah. the um, footballing mums. If, yeah. if you're thinking of having a football superstar as a child, maybe the seventh <laughs> of <laughs> February is the day to to, to, uh, to have uh, a big day. Big day indeed. Let's just take a short break, and then we will come in to um, so we'll come in speaking with uh, Susie and Amber. We'll get learn a little bit more about roll at Derby. Of cricket, forty-eight games, one ball. Here's Bolt. They're going to push. Are we in for a super over? They've got to go quick. They've got to go quick. Out. I'm sure he's out. We're going to a super over. You are kidding me. You are kidding me. Unbelievable. Do you remember that super over? Do you remember that moment? Uh, No. You don't? When was it? Uh, 2012. 21, I'll go to say, was it 2021? Ooh, good question. Good question. But it was England, England playing New Zealand at the Oval, it was, and it was the final winner to Super Bowl. It was one of the most, and, and that part of um, cricket commentary was one of one of the best. It's up there with Richie Beno, but I'm not going to play Richie, Richie Beno. You're not a really cricket man, are you? Well, I've never, that's the thing, I've never watched any, I don't think I've watched any live cricket like on tv or in a stadium but i've had two of my friends who've like bombarded me with like best moments and highlights and matches that you should have watched in your lifetime kind of thing so like i say i'm not not a huge cricket fan but i can definitely see the hype behind it. i actually do want to even not being a cricket fan i want to go watch a cricket game just purely for the atmosphere i say it every time it it looks like a, a bit of me in a little cricket, cricket game so um Definitely on the on the bucket list for sure. All right, let's just pass over to uh, to Amber here. Amber, tell us a little bit about about what's happening. Um, or let's go. Let's rather let's tell us a little bit about the sport, about um, roller derby, because a lot of people wouldn't really know. We know it's entertaining. We know that it's on roll on roller skates, obvi- um, obviously. But can you tell us a little bit about uh, the rules or what's that? What the obje- ob- objective? Of roller derby is yeah so um there's some kind of maybe kind of unique features of it um there's no ball which uh, often surprise people they're like sometimes even they come along and they're like oh i'm gonna give this a try where's the ball <laughs> no ball so uh effectively you almost have like a human ball you've got to get uh, one of your players past the opposing team in order to score points player or skater 
Well, skater. Yes, that's actually that. Uh, that's actually what mm. we tend to say is skater. Skater. Yeah. Um, and is it a team of five on the on on the pitch per team, or is it how many? Yeah. So any one time. You, the most you're going to have is five from e- either team. But like for a game, you bring along like 13 to 15 players, ideally, um, because it's really demanding. Like it's all broken up into uh, little two minute sections called jams. And it's really exhausting. You don't want to really, <laughs> no one really wants to do two jams in a row. You want to <laughs> kind of change over everyone, hopefully. Ideally. Wipe, wipe off your bumps and bruises because I've seen, um, is it, there's a, Fair bit of knock, uh, bumping and knocking going on. Yeah, so it's do, a do full wear, contact sport. Do you wear the, the elbows and, yep. and knee mm-hmm. pads? Yeah. Yeah, helmet, elbow pads, wrist guards, knee pads, mouth guard. Um, so you can hit other players. It's not physically punching them. but in like shoulder <laughs> to shoulder? Yeah, or exactly. Right. So you can hit them with shoulder, hip, just not... <laughs> no elbow, I'm guessing. No, anything above the elbow. But, you know, a shoulder, someone's coming at you yeah. very far. I mean, you're on roller skates, and you're on, so you you're on wheels as well. Yeah, and so it must be, <laughs> so must be easy to take. It must be easy, yeah, because you can take people out because you'll be going against their, 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 their emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you, so one of those players has to, your players, skaters, has to get to the front or they have to try and do a lap faster. Is it from each, uh, from each team at the same time, is it? Yeah, so at the same time. So you'll have four blockers. They're trying to stop the opposite team's jammer. The jammer is the one who scores the points. And so you have four blockers from each team and a jammer from each team all at the same time. So you've kind of got two aims. It's like defence and attack. You're trying to help your jammer, but you're trying to stop the other jammer. Um, And the first time you get past, you don't score any points. Then you have to go around and try and pass everyone (laughs) again to score points. So it's the whole, it's the the whole, it's the whole, yes, it's obviously a team effort. Yeah, to absolutely. help your to help your jammer, and if you, of the responsibilities, do you prefer being a jammer or a or a blocker? Well, when it comes to responsibility, it feels a less responsibility being a blocker, but jamming is really exciting and is well, maybe it's the glory in a yeah. way. But I like jamming a lot, but I do block as well. Uh, so a bit of uh, bit of both is good. What about yourself, Amber? Jammer or a blocker? Uh, I like to blog. Um, I do jam, but I don't jam in a, in games because it's too much pressure <laughs> to actually get through the pack and score points. So I rather block and support my team that way. So a, a blocker can take out a jammer? Yeah, so you can... So it's kind of played on an oval track, looks a bit like a running track, um, and you've got to stay inside the lines on each side. And if you get pushed off or if you... <coughs> Um, so you can either get kind of knocked over or you can get pushed off. If you get pushed off, you have to kind of come back on behind other people. So uh, blockers can take out jammers. Uh, jammers can hit blockers if they want. Normally, they're just more interested in getting past them. Yeah. So I've seen a little bit on YouTube. I've been doing a bit of study. And sometimes the, the track is is flat. So you're going around yeah. cones, let's say. And other times it's bend. on a uh, ramp. Bend. On a bend, bend, on a bend, yeah, on a, yeah. On, a, on a bend. Have you, well, I mean, there is a difference, but is there, can you, are you able to explain the, the, the difference between the two in terms of playing? Is it more challenging being on flat or is it more challenging being on a bend? Um, so we're playing flat track roller derby. Uh, I've never been on a bend track. Um, I know there are teams in Texas who play bend track and I'm pretty sure the rules are a little different. I mean, if you have seen the movie Whip It, um, they 
that's not really how most of it how we play it. Um, Whip it. Yeah. Have you? I've not. Uh, seen I've not seen it. Do you, do you think Scott, uh, our, our our colleague at Let's Talk Sport, do you think he's seen Whip It? He probably has. To be. I fair, think he? he's seen Whip It, and he even knows <laughs> he'll even know the quotes and he, <laughs> that are that are set on. That's a recent film that I believe, and I think it was showed in Luxembourg. Was that right, Whip It? Yeah. Was that in Cinema Belleville or yeah, Cinema? Yeah, and bit bit on board. In Bittenberg. It's, I think the film now is like 10 or so years yeah. old, but it was just kind of showing about 20 years ago when when Roller Derby was just getting this kind of resurgence, like showing the kind of starting out of it at that point. And it was, uh, I think, Drew Barrymore like produced it and Elliot Page was the star. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about the um, the yeah team team kit team uniforms in luxembourg have you have you got a team kit and if you d- don't have it what what would it be can we can we be part of its creation so the the kind of like i think in that resurgent there was a lot of theming going on like people like having like themed outfits <laughs> lots of kind of fishnet tights and things but it's it's really evolved into uh, quite a serious sport you still see it a bit often people will have like particular makeup they put on like something quite dramatic um especially when they have games and things like that and i still sometimes see like teams which are these kind of little mini dresses but uh ours is much more kind of conventional sports a bit more co- conventional so that means um <laughs> shorts what shorts or, yeah, or, leggings or, long or shorts dress. normally and then yeah. uh, either like a vest top or a t-shirt top pa- pa- and with obviously you've got pads on the knees pads on the elbows yeah Mouth guard, you said you've also got a helmet as well. We've got the picture of you with the uh, with the helmets on. Pretty brutal. Yeah, I was just thinking with with this uh, sort of aggressive type sport. What do you need to do to actually f- foul someone? What what constitutes a foul? Are there cards? Do you get sent off? How does it work with that? Can you be too uh, too put too much shoulder in, or how does it work? Uh, as long as your hit is on a legal place, there's not really any much that's too much. I like which that. is there's no kind of, <laughs> oh, you hit too hard. Uh, so yeah, the legal zones, you can't hit or be hit with uh, below your elbow, below your knees, um, or head. And not you can't hit someone along their kind of spinal column on their back. Makes sense. You can't trip people over. You can't, you know... Um, and what happens if you if you do? Is it just like you you get sent off for a period of time, or if it, as long as it was kind of not intentional, which a lot, most of the time it is, yeah. you get sent off for thirty seconds, um, and that's why I was saying the maximum you have on is at ten at a time. But yeah. quite often you'll find there's less players. I've sometimes just been two from my team on at one time, which is not fun. <laughs> oh, that must be hard work. Yes, yeah. that must yes. be very very hard work. So we've talked about the jammer, all right, and and and. He or she, because I know the I know men play um, play roller derby as well. It's more common for for females to yep. play, is but they do they ask that trying. There's more women's teams, but like certainly in the UK where I was playing before, there's quite a few men's teams as well, <laughs> and sometimes it's mixed, especially for kind of more kind of casual games scrims. We often I've played mixed scrims quite a lot of times. Scrims, well. new terminology. So, We're gonna what, tell, oh, tell us about it. Tell so, us what is, what's a scrimmage or a it's scrim- kind of like an informal game like. Yeah. People come up from multiple. It's not like two teams versus each other. People will come from multiple teams. It's kind of like a training game. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Have a have a have a s- scrimmage. Is oh. that what you call it, or just scrim? Yeah, scrimmage. Like scrimmage. You know, I'm liking. That's like. I mean, he's he's, he's loving this. He's <laughs> like everything about this sport, apart from the idea of me going on rollerblades. Uh, but everything. <laughs> but I tell you what. <laughs> The um the two rugby clubs are a bit short of games at the moment. Yeah, we get all the rugby. I tell you what, you've got a, uh, 
uh, decent. They'll go from a scrummage to a scrummage. I think they'll uh, most of them will be blockers. <laughs> most will be blockers. <laughs> you get it. You get it. You get a few of your fast no, dudes. Yeah, wouldn't no, mind we, being, a, being see, a jammer, can, but they'll get. I can definitely see a few being some. Is any anyone in the rugby night? You can you can name names. You can put, throw people under the bus. Anyone you think could be a who who would oh. be who'd be your if we had a, a, a side there, uh, Anton? Who would be I your think, five? Um, um, I think uh, Adrian Mendes be a good jammer, elusive, quick. I think Matthew Dennis would be a very good blocker because he is huge. He just he just smash people left, right, and centre. There's no there's no there's no getting past him, and and that's the thing. He he um he's very good at um like um. So in a game, you, he'll you, without fail, you'll see at least one time a game he'll absolutely flatten something. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen, happen at some point. So, so he's definitely in your. He's your lineup. Uh, I'd be very feel very safe if he was my blocker, one of yeah. my blockers for sure. And um, uh, that's if I was jamming, which I definitely wouldn't be doing. And uh, yeah, Adrian Mendes, very uh, very. Uh, uh, elusive. Who, so he would be your ja- who he'd be your yeah. jammer. Yeah. yeah, quick, elusive, good, elusive, good, good sidestep on him. Yeah, sidestep on skates. <laughs> I yep. don't know how that's. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go, but um, yeah, he'll uh, he'd do a good job. So how how wide is the track? It's about three four meters across, isn't it? Like maybe a bit more. I don't. I should know exactly. Three. Should so have I these have dimensions. Thirty two wide and along. Thirty two Twenty two wide. 22. But 22 is like, is that? Is that with that's, the, with that's the, two with sides? The, with, the ref, with the ref outside. Yeah, so that's, about a third yeah. of that for like an actual single. Yeah. Is it just, just the one ref or is there like uh, lines? Loads. Loads. <laughs> yeah. And they're on skates too, which makes it fun. This is brilliant. You, you never hit a ref, then you know, that's yeah. the last thing you want to do. And the, and the ref is uh, black and white stripe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. We often call them zebras. <laughs> You call, you call them zebras, zebras. Yeah, good name, good name. Now, we've talked about the jammers. We've talked about the blocker. There's an, uh, an uh, important one that we haven't talked about, the pivot. Mm. Uh, Actually, this is, is, is like, a favourite position of mine. Is that, is that, is that, that, is that tell more, you all about it. Is that more, more or less like, <laughs> a.k.a. the captain, the pivot, or not necessarily? No, not necessarily. I've, I've, I was pivot for a long time. It's kind of a weird rule. I mean, when you get into the rules, they do get, like, some crazy, lots of detailed rules in there. So I won't go into it too much, but... The pivot is a blocker, but they're like a special blocker. They can become the jammer. Yeah. Oh. So the jammer can it to like know who's who. You have like a little hat that covers your helmet, um, and um, if the jammer's like really stuck and they can't get past the blockers, and the other jammer's already ahead of them, then what they can do is they can take off their one which has a star on it, and yeah. they can pass it to the pivot, and then the pivot can put it on and become the jammer. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And, can... and all in play as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there are rules too. So yeah. the um, we call it well in the states we call it the panty. So yep. the <laughs> yeah, put the panty on your head. Yeah, yeah. Big, big star, a big star on it. Or, or yeah, yeah. Side, yeah, I've got a little picture of it here. There's two. There's a green team and a blue team, and yeah. well, they, they they say two jammers, but yeah. But like that panty has to be given to the other jammer uh, to the new jammer. So you cannot throw it. You cannot put it yeah. on the floor so it has to be handed over yeah handed over so sometimes if um if people are not careful and they try to throw it or something yeah. or they put, it falls on the floor and there's a whole other thing or if they had were in the penalty box with their panty and then they come on to the track they forget to put it back on and then that's a big thing because like we had one in was it in prague yeah where she 
she came back in the game and we did not know who was who because she had it i think she had it stuck somewhere and i'm not sure she forgot it or if she didn't want it she knew what she was doing <laughs> we're pretty sure she did and then we were like well, what's going on who's jamming we didn't even know and then obviously she got another penalty for that yeah. and she admitted that she yeah that she covered it up because it has to be visible so yeah, it's it's it's, it's yeah, it's get, it gets a bit intricate. Well, it's getting, it's <laughs> yeah. getting a little lot, but but like in terms of like the physical nature of the sport, yeah. let's say, because it's, it's, it's physical. But there's like rules like rugby. You you, know, you have to play it a few well, times to really understand some of the rules. Initially, when I when I was sort of hearing about the rules and the roles and knowing that it's come from America, my initial thought was I can see how um, the idea with American football where you've got players blocking other players and stuff like that sort of connects with it yeah, a lot as well. So I'm not surprised that the, I wouldn't, you know, I assume the people who came up with it, they, they were like, oh, we like roller skates. And we also, we, we know American football is probably one of the biggest sports in, in America. You know, let's, let's add a few rules into this game or maybe we have someone who has to get somewhere and other people that can block him and other people. So I can, I can definitely see uh, how it's a, a very exciting sport for sure. If you don't have a daughter, but if you had a daughter, would you be getting her into roller derby? Um, well, I'd ask her if she wants to play rugby first. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then if she doesn't, I'll ask her if she wants to play roller derby. But um, yeah, no, definitely. I think that's the thing. Sounds- I've got two daughters. I'm signing them up. They love, it. they love a good scrap between each other. I'm, so, I'm <laughs> getting them involved. And they got a pair of skates each. I think... I think we could have some. You could have a, a youth, yeah. a, a youth side. Is there an age limit to when you can play? Eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, it's understandable oh. <laughs> because of the full contact. Do well, they not have oh, a... full contact because of the contact. Yeah. So there are teams like Mines or some some other yeah. teams. They have junior leagues, but for us, it's not not even possible. We don't yeah. have enough. We don't we don't have a coach. We coach ourselves right now, so we don't have the possibility to order um, the. We don't have a place where yeah the facilities yeah. and yeah, stuff facilities. yeah. So are the, are the rules slightly adapted then? Obviously for for junior age groups and stuff, or is it just? I think there can be adapted ones where they kind mm. of have like local contact. <coughs> um, but the team I used to play with had uh, kind of one of the English junior players, and ah, oh, she like she joined us just after kind of leaving the juniors, and she was just some crazy player, like amazing mm. skills, and they were definitely playing full contact at that kind of older teenage. Yeah level um there's so many cool, cool things about it you're talking about rules and looking at strategies and tactics on here mm. killing a penalty captained by the pivot oh, the pivot seems like she can do whatever i don't know what that one is there's one called eat the baby eat the baby, <laughs> eat the baby. <laughs> Where, because if you go off you have to go back on behind other people if one jammer knocks another jammer off, kind of right at the start, yeah, jam on jam, then yeah. they go backwards. The other jammer has to go backwards with them. And the, the idea is to go all the way, a whole lap backwards, so that they then start kind of two uh, laps. So they have to then get through the pack twice before they score any points. Um, wow. That's, I've only seen that happen once. <laughs> it's quite What about quite walling up? That would be just like the basic... Yeah, See, so that's it, all like, every time we like, you know, we'll shout that like wall up, wall up. Yeah. When the jammer's coming back on. So when yeah. the opposite jammer just they have about you have about ten seconds by the time he breaks or she breaks through the pack, but till she comes back. It's about ten seconds. So uh, in those ten seconds somebody's gonna scream, Wall up, jammer's on and then, you know, you have to make your wall again or the jammer's gonna come and there are 
places where she can pass and then she's just going to score again. So, yeah, it's sometimes a little crazy. So, Sounds like the sport has everything. It does, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's, it's fast, it's physical, yep. there's there's tactics involved, there's 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 different different styles of play for different types of people. If you're a jammer, if you pivot, if you're a blocker, it sounds brilliant, honestly. Uh, the, the, very much so. Listen, the, if it's a real sport, it's going to have a little bit of shithousery in there as well. Yeah. You know what shithousery is? You're from you're from Britain. You should know what shithousery is. <laughs> I've been told by I've, I've, been, I've been told by the bosses at Today Radio that shithousery is not a swear word. It's yeah. actually, according to Urban Dictionary, it says it's a British term for underhanded conduct or gamesmanship in sport with the intention of gaining an advantage. It typically refers to football. For example, I'd say in football, it's like um, running the clock down. So if, if you're up, you're leading, and you've got the ball, and you just sort of go into the corner of the pitch and don't try and, like, basically don't let anyone kick the ball out so you can they can get it back. You're just wasting time blocking them with the ball in the corner of the pitch. That would be considered, I'd say, as shithousery, shithousery to yeah. win a game, right? It's part of... It's, it, could, it could be... It must, it must be in your sport. I'll give you, give you an example. I mentioned it to both Sam and Steps. I said, Sam, what is your... kind? Of, what's your definition of shithousery? But I said, Luis Suarez, shithousery, yay or nay? And he said, yay. And then I and he actually replied, "Peak shithouse merchant." Yeah. <laughs> so it's confirmed. It will be our new term, and we could probably have a shithousery moment of the week. To be honest, tell us: is there any shithousery moments in roller derby? I would say first, like it's actually a really lovely, friendly atmosphere for like it's people that oh, it's gonna be so violent and aggressive, and yeah. like it is when you're right in the middle of the game. But people don't like shout swear words at each other, and they don't try and like attack refs. It's very polite, and as soon as the game finished, everyone's on group terms. Yeah. But there are some. One thing is called getting a goat. So oh, I did see um, getting a goat. Some goating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did so see. you get uh, all the blockers kind of gang up on one of the blockers on the opposing team, and then pin them, like not physically, but like against the side of the track because they can't just. Step oh, they get off. like the rail. Like so, a- yeah, almost. I mean, there's no real rail, but it's an invisible one because they, yeah. you're not allowed to just step off. So if they kind of get them in a corner and that kind of then stops all the blockers kind of moving forwards and that can be really useful for a jammer. Bending the rules, bending I'd say. Bending the rules. Yeah, bending the rules. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, yeah, it would be a, a, a little bit naughty, that's for sure. Listen, we're going to take a little short break and then we're going to come come back and we're going to continue with you, um, Amber and Susie. We're going to learn a little bit about what's going on in Luxembourg. Where do you, where do you play? Where do you train? What can, what are things that we can do to to, to, um, to for, for our sport to be to grow? Um, and what are things that Let's Talk Sport can do to, to help um, roll a derby? And it's lights out, and away we go here at Spa. Hamilton gets away well. Perez as well, covering his teammate. Hamilton moves over to cover off Sebastian Vettel, and there's locking up in a crash. And Fernando Alonso goes over the top there as Charles Leclerc Salva. Also involved, Nico Hulkenberg in the Renault. Hamilton down through a rouge, continues to lead though, ahead of Sebastian Vettel, Esteban Ocon, and Sergio Perez up to the top of the Radion. And uh, Magnussen has made up places at the start, but here comes Sebastian Vettel. He's Alongside and ahead, Ocon is also ahead. They're four abreast going until they come. Fedler ahead of Hamilton, ahead of Perez, ahead of Ocon, ahead of Verstappen. Wow! 
Wow, wow, wow. So I was just watching a clip from Roller Derby while that was going on and it matched beautifully. Just people going around the track. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the intense commentary from F1. It was brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Well, all right, Susie, tell tell me between the coughs, my friend, what is going on in Luxembourg Roller Derby? How do we how do we how do we sign up? If there's somebody listening to, to tonight's show, which I hope there is a few, how we how do we get hold of you? Do we get through Instagram? Um, Instagram, uh, Roller Derby Luxembourg, Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just contact us there. We have an email address, but it's probably super hard to um, do that. What about, yeah, social, it's, social, it's, get yeah. a hold of social media. Yeah, and if, yeah. If you want me to put you in contact with Susie or Amber, just give me a shout and I will um, certainly pass it on. And what would they need to be bring? Obviously, the skates. Um, no, so um, we have uh, Lona gear, so Ooh. we have a bunch of skates and the protection and the helmet, just not the mouth guard, that's everybody's oh, own that's, yeah, thing, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but, um, so if you want to try it out, the first two sessions are free. Um, we have skates, just tell us your size, and um, w- we always practice on Tuesdays. Um, just let us know if you want to come and we get your gear and yeah, yeah, you can start. And for those guys that are listening out there on the show, get your girlfriends, your mums, your daughters, <laughs> get them involved with the Royal Derby because this sounds like a heck of a lot of fun and I can't wait to go on the road with you. Yeah, very <laughs> much. Go on the road and see a, a, a proper ro- a roller derby in its action, that's for sure. Um, and we're about, so at the moment you're training once a week, where can you get some game time? We know that there's only six, so you might not necessarily be able to represent a team as, as such. Or but where, when do you, when do you get some like game time? So we've um, kind of been collaborating with other teams. So Good stuff. we um, joined up with Kaiserslautern just what before Christmas. November. Yeah, around then to go and play against Prague, and that was Ooh. excellent. That was a really was good fantastic. thing. And then next, so a did, week you, on did you Saturday? go away in? Prague to play them? Or? Yeah, we yes. went to Prague. Yes, it was we went beautiful. To Prague. Oh, Lovely weekend. Any, it was great. Any, any, any excuse? <laughs> uh, we're going to uh, Sagamin. Yep, for a kind of joint training boot camp. Yeah. Yep. Okay, um, so it's an, an okay. So there's there's roller derby in France, roller derby in Germany, yeah. Belgium. Yeah, Namur. Okay. Have Namur. a strong team. Uh, and, Bastogne. Yeah. Oh, super. Yeah. And then I'm then I'm guessing the Netherlands is the Netherlands have a. I think there are pretty much teams all over the world. Yeah. Uh, we, just have, we just have one in Luxembourg. All the others yeah, have multiple ones, but hey, we're yeah, we're small. Oh, brilliant. We so if you want to get on the, uh, on, the, on, the, on the bus and go to the next tournament as well, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, be, we'll be the bus drivers. We'll be there. You'll be with your umpire. Will you be a zebra? Me? No, you'll be standing there with a... I'll be a blocker. I'll be a, 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 a blocker. Coach, fine. <laughs> I'll be a groupie. Yeah, uh, that's... Uh, and uh, after the after the tournaments, is there a, a, what we like to call a, a troisième mi-temps, uh, the third half? Is there a s- celebration, they, a few drinks? Or? I think we know that answer. <laughs> yeah, that's an after party. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening and, and you like the troisième mi-temps, uh, they're, they're, they'll uh, take care of you for sure. Um, so... What's the name of your uh, roller derby team? Name of my roller yeah, derby team. Yeah, what would you what would you call? Because they got really cool names. Well, it's often the the players often have names. There was a girl on my old team called uh, Gemmeroids. Gemmeroids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got that. 
I mean, ultimately, it is it is a sport, but it's entertaining as well. It is it is fun. So when we come when when I asked you the question earlier on about the shithousery, actually, it's probably not because it's actually quite a fair, entertaining, not a laugh because it's a sport, but it's still an entertaining, yeah, sport. That's oh, a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot <laughs> of fun. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, and but when you say co- um, coaches, the other teams have coaches, do they? Like, yeah, the, it the, varies a bit. Often, like. The team I was at before, at one point we had like a dedicated coach, but then at other times we kind of were coaching. It was always members of, often members of the team who were like two or three members of the team who were coaching. At the moment, it's kind of between us who are coaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and do we have space in Luxembourg? I mean, we've got plenty of sports halls in, in, in Luxembourg, <laughs> and we've actually got plenty of car parks. So I guess you can do it outside. Well, you don't really want to be on concrete, ideally. You'd probably rather be on a on a wooden platform. But where do we where where, where do we train at the moment? At the moment, we train in a parking lot. The parking lot. Uh, in the minus two of a parking lot. That's very um, American, almost, isn't yeah. it? Well, it's uh, not probably not ideal. Well, I mean, the flooring is good because it's the concrete, so you skate really good on there. But like, there are no bathrooms. Um, it's when the cars leave, especially in winter. There's salt on the floor. There's yep. water on the floor. There's always uh, debris on the floor. Yeah, bit of uh, uh, carbon so we, monoxide around the around the air as well. Yeah. So we were in Dulange, um, and they gave us a hall. Or they gave us a sports hall, but um, we didn't have any members from Dulange playing with us. Exactly, because um, sometimes the communes they would like to. So if you're in Do Launch, <laughs> get involved. Well, uh, yeah. get involved in and in, and in, uh, help them get their sports hall back. But I hope that someone, if someone's listening, we need a um, we need a sports hall. Yes, yeah. I mean, we're we're quite open to where it could be. You know, so if anyone knows of a sports hall that's yeah. kind of available for rent and days, it doesn't have to be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be seeing someone a little bit later in my little gaming. I'm going to ask them who works for the for, for the gaming. I'm going to see if their uh, their sports hall would be let out to. Uh, yeah. The roller derby girls. Yeah. So most of the halls are full. I messaged about 40 communes, high schools, lycees, everything. Most of them are full. Or all of them that answered me. So we are open to um, industrial spaces. Industrial spaces. <laughs> if somebody knows something. Yeah. Well, that's going to take me on to... <laughs> some sports news because the headlining our sports topic today is that the new sports minister Georges Michaud has outlined his vision for the future of sports in Luxembourg and what I found quite surprising is that he is um, advocating for a significant increase in financial support for sports now this comes to us as a huge relief that a sports minister is actually pushing for more f- Funding. We've spoken to many athletes and many, many sports associations, and that is the need. They do need the funding to um, to, to operate, and particularly the professional athletes to, to make a living. We've had swimmers in here who don't make money when they go and well, certainly don't make a lot of money when they go and compete. Karate athletes, for example, they're not they're not um, you know they're not professional sports per se. But um, what I found absolutely astonishing was that the current state um, budget for sports is 0.2% in Luxembourg. And I found that absolutely Mm. just astonishing. Absolutely, it was mind-boggling. And obviously, it kind of, for me, it contradicts what Luxembourg's been saying. Luxembourg left sport. 
Yeah. I that mean, is that is a shithousery comment when you are giving 0.2% to sport. Yeah. So he's actually... Do, he, do he, we know how that compares to, to other countries? No, I, I don't I'd be interested to know, because obviously I 0.2, obviously it sounds really quite uh, insignificant, um, and it probably is, Um but uh, like I say, I don't know how that would compare to to other countries. Well, I, the other other countries, obviously, I'm I'm going to be very biased because I'm, I'm I'm looking more at the on the on the New Zealand sense. I know I've been away from New Zealand for a long time, but it's my it is my pivotal, my go to, and what do they do? And we're, we're talking millions. I mean, they give yeah. This rowing New Zealand, for example, get five point five million every year. That's just the rowing. That's not the athletes. Yeah, I don't even. I don't think the the. Uh, I, I think as well as, as the people in charge as well probably. When they think like our oh, budget towards sport, they think it's not maybe very necessary um, because you know they they might need to put it towards other things that they think are more valuable. But then they probably don't always take into account the impact that the sport can have in a country. You know how it can be uh, unbelievable. For obviously, your 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 health, your mental health. You know, getting oh. people socializing. Any there's a million and one things sport. Um, uh, can, can bring to you. I mean, I'm sure this, you know, training and stuff, obviously... Well, community spirit. It's just, it's it's, it's primarily for, to have some fun, to meet some new people, for a bit of exercise, you know, so it's... Uniting, uniting Luxembourg, yeah. 100%. I mean, Mr. Uh, Mr. Michaud, he aims to anchor sports more naturally into society, promoting um, a mentality that considers sports as an integral part of uh, of of life for both young and old athletes. So I think he's he's on the right uh, or he has the right drive. And actually, he is hoping that um, he can. Um, or he's going to argue that he he would like a two percent um, from the state budget, which would be um, a significant boost for yeah. for sport. That's it. But he also said optimism, which I found a bit interesting. Optimism for national football teams' participation. He said that you know potentially getting into the European uh, Championship, considering it's an opportunity for for nation branding. And one sort of thinks like football, really? Wouldn't you be best in um, going into probably, it's all dis- um, not disrespecting the team sports <laughs> that I'm surrounded by, but if you've got an individual athlete, if you had, how many footballers are there in Luxembourg? Let's, let's just say there are, I don't know, 10, I don't know, 5,000 footballers in Luxembourg. If you had 5,000 runners, for example, you're more likely in running to get a champion than you would. The, the football team yeah. probably make I mean look we, we do well in running as it is with one yeah. one individual so you'll be probably going for more of an individual sport than 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 a team sport but football if Luxembourg how big would it be big nation branding if Luxembourg got to the European qualifiers would be talked about yeah. a lot there's no doubt about it would be seen certainly yeah and also I think the fact that it's also in Germany as well would be uh, a big factor as well I mean how many, if it was in, I don't know, uh, somewhere a lot further away, there'd be a lot less home support going to watch Luxembourg. There'd probably be less interest in it if it's just sort of essentially down the road for us in Germany, you know. Um, I think it's going to be quite big if Luxembourg do qualify for that. Yeah, no, very much so. So I was just a bit surprised on the on the football parallel that he was um, highlighting. Staying on football for the semi-finals of the Nation League playoffs, which we're playing against Georgia, a charter flight was planned for the Luxembourger spectators. But um, this morning, however, which, um, again, it was organised by the FLF, they had 190 people signed up for the trip, but uh, only 107 had uh, prepaid for 
for their for their ticket. So regretfully, because they not everybody, let's say, paid for their um paid for their ticket. Yeah, they uh they cancelled the flight, which is a bit of a shame because yeah, it would be good to have those 170 yeah. uh, fans back out there. So just for information, the game's still going to be broadcast live on RTL TV. So <laughs> <laughs> we Sorry. we uh, should be all right. Um, on to the cycle cross. Last week we are speaking about the cycle cross and there was Marie Scheiber, weren't there? And she was taking the, the team were going to... Um, where were they going? They going to the... She was racing in the under-23s World Championships, was it? In Tabor? Um, I'm not where sure. Is it? She there, here we go. She's finished fifth in the under twenty three women's category of the of the cyclocross. Um, despite hopes for a medal, she expressed her disappointment, citing a bit of difficulty in her rhythm on the challenging course with naturally muddy conditions. But the national coach uh, Yimpy Drunker he acknowledged uh, uh, her disappointment. Loal Liv Lewenzel, another Luxembourg participant, she secured nineteenth uh, place in a tough race. So well done. I think we're doing re- really well, and cyclo- cyclocross yeah. is becoming a big. A, a big sport in, uh, in in Luxembourg, always obviously making the headlines as well. Um, what, have you got yeah. anything on rugby? What's been going on in the rugby world? Um, I think RCL's under-18s played at the weekend. Uh, I didn't catch the game. Um, didn't you guys play against Mets or something recently? Or was that a, a long time ago? And that was a few weeks ago. That was that was. Um, it was a bit of a. I think, from what I understood, it wasn't quite what it was set out to be. Because there was a bit of confusion, they were meant to go play Mets, like their proper Mets' first team. Uh, in the end, I think uh, it was mm, a lot of like their younger players because they had a game, like a midweek game on a Wednesday after they were meant to play RCL on the Saturday. So the game wasn't very competitive. Having said that, RCL went played really really well. I think put fifty points on them. Um, but I think both. I think I was talking to Antoine, the, the head coach of RCO, who's looking for a bit more of a uh, a competitive game out of that. But um, yeah, look, it's still playing is better than not playing. Yeah, exactly. So, and at the minute, with 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 what's going on, um, I think I think know, it's any, also any, any time to get the boys um, running out there and, and and playing is is good to see. Yeah. So. So obviously, it makes it a little bit when you're playing in a competition or a frequent league. It's it's obviously the best of the best. But we we saw it during COVID. You have to be, you have to improvise, and and you know you good things can yeah. can come out of it. Um, in the uh, ice hockey, the tornado they had a big victory over their uh, we call it a derby right against Mets with a score of nine three. So they currently um, tornado currently operate. Oh, Occupy second place in the league, and they're uh, positioned four points ahead of their next, um, let's say, the next pursuers who are every two. So they've got two games left before the um, playoffs. If Tornado maintain that standing, they're going to um, secure a direct entry into the round of 16 in the upcoming uh, playoffs. And I believe this weekend it's um, the the local derby, which is t- the Tornado versus the Knights. So that could be. Uh, I'm not, not 100% sure if it's this, this weekend or not. Um, Badminton over the weekend, they had the national championships. Squash had the national championships as well. Um, the badminton took place in, in um, Diddling. And the new championships, Jerome Paycock, he successfully defended his title in the men's category, um, beating William Wang. And in the women's category, Miriam Harvey, she secured her fifth title with a clear victory over newcomer Zoe Du, um, with the score 21-13, 21-10. Um, there's notably that uh, Kim Schmidt, she was unable to um, compete due to an injury. 
over to uh, tennis. I was just going to say just quickly on the the rugby as well. A bit of interesting news as well. The the squad because obviously they've got two games coming up in the spring. The squad for the training camp before that has been announced, so they'll be training. Uh, over the weekend, I think it's the this RCL squad, this national squad. Yeah, yeah national. Oh, cool. Team. Yeah, so the 29th of February, first of March, second of March, third of March. I think that weekend period, um, there'll be about 30, 35 odd. And who are um, they playing? Who who are they playing uh, matches against? Hungary, Hungary away, and then I think Slovenia in the the big old Stade de Luxembourg. Oh, and that's both in April. So yeah, they've um, they've got a training camp before that, and um, um, there's some there's actually I think a couple of the we talk about the the Esh, the new club in Esh, the the, uh, the ferrets. Oh yep, yeah, the, the, I think there's one or two of those have been included.